G'day, welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life, those in life chat music and more. I'm John Merch, the producer and host of this show that's first released as a podcast that also can be heard on various radio waves across the globe, including a series of college stations taking part and some as a whole, the episodes you hear here. To those listening through that way in the US and further north, nice to have you listening on in. Today's feature guest is from the band Jade Imagine. We'll hear more about and from them soon. Time of the release, rounding out a birthday week for the year, been really a decade since celebrated the day, and reason for the week is to give time to reflect and map if there's much worthwhile to do in the year ahead. Part of that is going to see a live performance. A decade ago, it was Rufus Wainwright in the front row of the Festival Theatre, and in the last week this year, Angie McMahon, wonderfully supported by Hayley Hendricks at Local. In the box. Uneventful days. Beck's new cut co-write and co-produced with Pharrell Williams from Beck's Hyperspace, their 14th album. On the hills of the debut book, Your Own Kind of Girl from Claire Bowditch comes a tune, If I Could Give You, the second tune from the up and coming sixth album on track for a 2020 release. Harley's In Hawaii, latest from Katy Perry. Haters, a band with a priest on drums and sparks on guitar and vocals. Hail from Brisbane, Australia and are a punk band with a debut single, Feel Better. The Brain is a Beast opens their explainer to the cut then continues to explain the lack of feeling that had brought the tune to light. Some may also know Sparks with their work as Jaray, that we've spoken here before, when their debut album dropped. For something on the other side of the musical spectrum, Anthony Kalia asked the question, What's Wrong With Me? Name of his new single, that is, of self-discovery whose film clip opens with a heartbeat, cigarette and scotch, with currently an apostrophe missing in its title, hopefully correct before it goes public in coming days. To the song, it will be a summer hit. Generally chuffed that the coming album will be of self-pen songs, as they have such a talent in this area. Let's now head to our feature guest. Jade Imagine, debut out on Milk Records called Basic Love that combines bleak pop, new wave with sonic neighbour synthwave and art rock in one album, said to be a release of Feel Good While Sinking. Through Possible, a fundraising platform, they offered unique rewards of covers of others' music and tarot readings to those that pledged. Whilst on tour supporting Stella Donnelly, Jade of the band joined Radio Notes Beachside for this chat. Jade from Jade Imagine, thanks very much for joining Radio Notes. Thanks for having me. When did music start in your life? Like many, many years ago when I was a baby. We had guitars around the house. Dad played guitar. My uncle Andrew played guitar and they would always be playing around the house. What sort of guitar did Andrew play? He actually had a... I don't know if he had one in the when I was growing up but now he has a baritone guitar which is coincidentally what I play as well like a baritone Den Electro he actually used to play bass guitar in a band called the Water Rats Picnic in Brisbane in the 80s which was like a kind of Ramonesy punk rock band but yeah so when I was growing up like from as long as I can remember there were always kind of people around the house playing music and stuff but I didn't I guess I never 
I didn't consciously want to play until I was a bit older in maybe my like like early teens where I wanted to learn chords and would get dad to bring home or we'd go to music shops and I'd get chord books and try and teach myself how to play stuff. During those teenage years, you had a close relationship with the surf? Yeah, we used to um, get in the water like every day and a big part of the culture up there, I suppose, and a big part of being mentally and physically healthy and happy didn't really influence me in a in the sense that I liked bands that sounded surfy but I think maybe it influenced me in I felt my best when I'd just gone for a swim or a surf and that's when I felt like being creative and that and then that would always spark a song or something possibly those experiences that you had underwater was there some memorable ones Good question. I always really enjoyed the feeling of the sounds of being underwater, like in the ocean, and the silence, but then also the sounds would start to come in, and that maybe that was some kind of source of inspiration. And I referenced that a lot in some of the songs on the album, trying to find sounds that sounded watery and using reverbs. Does the recreation of those sounds live take you back to Noosa in any way? Definitely when I'm playing some of the songs off the album, I feel like I get mental pictures, especially when we're playing songs like I'll Take You There, which is written specifically about Sunshine Beach, where I grew up and stuff. Now you're based in Melbourne. Is that your getaway of choice? Not necessarily, but I feel like whenever I'm feeling kind of like low or depleted it's probably my most natural instinct is to go back there I'm lucky that I can relatively easily go there you know for some people they feel most at home on the other side of the world and then it's like a big effort to try and have that what was your favorite spot growing up in Noosa the Sunshine Beach dog beach (laughs) is it's a pretty good beach, isn't it's it? It's so good, yeah. That's like... Just letting them off the leashes, off they go. Yeah, it's a nice vibe up there. Is it a homeliness now that you feel about it? I think so. If I ever talk about that I'm from Noosa, people are like, oh, what a touristy place. Why would you want to go back there? But for me, it's more around the headland. Sunshine Beach is kind of, for me, the heart of being or a state of mind I feel like the community the sense of community there is really strong a lot of people have really healthy ways of life and you know it's early start get out into the water a really nice rhythm and a a nice pace you know I've got other connections to the place like my stepdad Dave he um, passed away a few years ago but when he was younger he got a leg amputated because he was in an accident but he um at a rubber leg, a surfing leg that he would use whilst surfing. He'd put on his rubber leg and go surfing. Yeah, and stuff like that. His ashes were, you know, sprinkled out just off the beach there. He has two sons who are really successful filmmakers now, Kai and Kale Neville. They, with a lot of other like local surfy guys from and girls from the area, they all paddled out and formed a big circle and did that ceremony so it was really nice so yeah there's lots of 
kind of physical and emotional connections to that. And his name place. was Dave. It's so Aussie. <laughs> I know. He's a ledge. What kind of music was were hmm. you sharing together? He just put on like it was almost like the equivalent of Gold FM in the house. Oh, he loved um like Rod Stewart and stuff, like old right. like old seventies. We didn't really listen to a lot of music around the house. Did he teach you swing? Who taught you swimming? No, he was on the scene a bit a bit later yeah, sure. in my life. But I learned how to swim, um, mum and dad. And with the schools that I went to, it was kind of like in Queensland, it's a big thing. Like learning how to swim is like yeah. a high priority. Maybe yeah, there's a lot of bodies of water. It's a lot of water. Yeah. I actually remember the moment where I learned how to swim. I was in a pool, which was really lame, but it would have been cooler in the ocean. But I was in a pool and I just, I got that feeling of like, oh, that's how you keep yourself afloat. Because the whole time before that, I just, my feet were on the floor of the pool. I remember feeling like, oh, that's cool. I can float. On tour, we've been managing to get some good swims in. We swam in a place called Meelup Beach outside of Margaret River. Over in WA. Yeah, it was freezing. Like the water was cold, but the weather was hot. You run into the water and it's like, <gasps> takes your breath away. How's this touring experience been like? Stella and her band are amazingly beautiful, welcoming, kind people. The week before we started the tour, I actually got a call from Stella just to say, hey, I just realised that when you're over here, she was like, do you want us to pick you up from the airport in Perth? And also, do you need somewhere to stay while you're in Fremantle? Yeah. And she's yeah. based in Frio. And she's like, you guys can totally stay with me. And she hooked up a accommodation for us and everything. And just stuff like that. Usually when you play with other bands, bands that are considered, you know, bigger than you and or you're supporting them or whatever. Commonly, there's a lot of, there feels like a divide between the headliner and the support band and there's it's a very clear distinction and quite often the headliner won't really make an effort to say hello or anything most of the time when we play with other bands it's like well actually we've been playing music for like 15 years now and like yes we are supporting you but also maybe just like take a minute to get to know us because maybe we're just like you this particular tour so let's focus on the current Mm. tour what have you learnt on the road from Stella? Even people who seem invincible can get sick. Like she got bronchitis last week. Sucked. Has such an amazing voice and she just... End of the last song of the set last <laughs> week, she like just lost her voice and the crowd had to finish the rest of the song for her, which was really sweet. You have to tear up. Yeah. We played in, in Ballarat last week and the whole wall-to-wall crowd knew all of the words and she did. She teared up. It was really cute. And then her bandmates came on and gave her a hug and it was all super cute. And, like, another thing that has really struck me with meeting Stella is that she is really kind. She has such a demanding schedule and, you know, she's constantly meeting people but she remembers everyone's names and it's a really beautiful thing like when you see that and she genuinely cares about they are rare diamonds in the music industry yeah totally and she just really 
goes out of her way to make sure that everyone's, you know. I um, want to talk about one of the key um, yeah. themes of the album that comes through, mm. at least one of the many themes, obviously. Mm. Basic love. Jade mm. Imagine is the artiste who we're currently speaking to on Radio Notes here in Glenelg. Having a chat with her, one of those themes that runs through is that of friendship. Yeah, a lot of it was kind of like one of the reasons why we chose to call the album Basic Love was because of the connection, yeah, just the, the basic friendship that we as bandmates shared. Totally. That's definitely a theme amongst others. Pack of cards. Do you mind mm. if I ask the question since it was part of the plausible campaign? Oh, yeah. Are you talking about tarot cards? Mm. My manager, Lorraine, bought them in Paris and they were a really special deck of cards for her. I had the idea that I, would, I could draw, draw a tarot for people if they wanted one. Um, and she said, use this. Use this deck of cards. And I was like, no, no, no. That's a really special one that you bought in France. And she said, no, you should have it. It's special. So from France to Melbourne to somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe back to France. Who knows? I've been trying to, um, yeah, get in the zone for that. <laughs> I feel like I've got to be in the right How long have you been doing? How long have you been doing tarot? I have a weird relationship with tarot not just tarot but like spiritual things like sometimes I go off it <laughs> that's a really vague thing to say is it, is it when it freaks you out or when you feel um, just uncomfortable with the idea of spirituality I go back and forth thinking that I've had a lot of experiences in my life maybe I attract people that want to tell me my fortune or whatever <laughs> but um, tell me my future but I've had like a lot of experiences in the past with people telling me with 100% conviction that something will happen or something won't happen. I'm wary about, you know, stuff like that. So I'm not going to go pulling tarot cards and say, hey, you're going to die next week <laughs> or something. Misread the death cards, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. I want to ask about whether or not it's because you're a little skeptic yourself. You're a little bit of a skeptic yourself yeah, about it. Yeah, 100%. I think I am. Seeing as we're here in this conversation, yeah. like one of the like moments for me that where the album title came about was I went to see a, a clairvoyant who many people kind of stood by and said these guys this is a legit real this is deal. legit yeah 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 I went to this one this person and they basically told me in the space of an hour that my relationship was only basic love it would never be transformative unconditional forever love and it severely damaged the relationship that I had with this person and it took many, many months of working through and kind of almost unpacking like what happened in that session. It affected the course of a relationship, which was quite severe and quite, um, 
I, I look back on what this person was saying about my life and I just think, yeah, it's all well and good to think about, to, you know, you go to someone, whatever, you know, tarot person or a clairvoyant person, it's great if they're saying positive things and you want to believe the positive things and then if they say something negative you don't want to believe that but you feel like you have to because they've roped you in with the positives so you're like if i believe the positive then the negative's gonna happen as well because i so badly want the positive i guess the bottom line is that for me i wanted to name the album basic love because i wanted to process that and also i wanted to flip it basic love that sounds to me like the only type of love that is out there if it's complicated love then is that love any you know like maybe it's not did you then query yourself whilst you're going through that process of why you jade put trust in a clairvoyant into someone Mm. else who was outside of what you committed yourself to yeah oh totally because you were committed at the time yeah I deeply questioned, you know, and I think I've always said, I've always put trust in the universe that, you know, that's things that happen are for the best and that kind of thing. It made me stronger, I suppose, in the sense that I started to slowly but surely, when you sit with your questions and you ask yourself what is the right thing for me and if you listen to that then eventually hopefully you make the right decisions for you not according to someone else eventually it became clear what the right things were and I felt stronger in my own self and opinions but it definitely took a long way to get there so let me take you back to tarot then yeah how does tarot fit in is that a sense of guidance more than direction yeah, or like maybe just a source of contemplation or I guess it's just a, a jumping off point to think about something. The pack though came from France, as you said, from, mm. from the manager. When you were at uni, you studied art and French. Why, why was mm. it art and France? I was going through a phase of wanting to, like I've always tried to learn a second language and I just really wanted to... And I'd, I'd learnt a bit of French in my schooling and I spent a bit of time in France with basic level language knowledge. The first band I had, well, the first like real band I had back in 2009, 10. Yeah, so Tantrums. Yeah. Which I played the song Mailers. Oh, wow. Cool. Back in yeah. 2010. Holy moly. You have a good memory. It was a good song. Wow. It was an electronica type band. Yeah, totally. We recorded an album in the UK and after that I went to France and spent some time there. Just hanging out. I met some people, I did some couch surfing, I stayed with some friends of friends and that kind of thing and um, yeah, and just tried to get better at speaking it. And so when you came back you were at university and that's where mm. arts and French came into yeah. the picture? I mean I f- felt like it was a really good and really challenge a good challenge but it was also at the same time that I was playing in 
quite a few bands and I started to get burnt out and I started to get, you know, unhappy and kind of just a bit over it all. And so I quit studying and I quit the other bands that I was playing in and I went back to Sunshine Beach and then I started writing. That became Jade Imagine, which I didn't know at the time what it was going to be, but that just became the next thing. I just want to quickly go back to the tantrums, if I can, for just a moment. Mm -hmm. From memory, they were quite Dave Lynch-like. Love his work. I feel like I, he's a bit of a touchstone artistically. His output, um, I love, you know, the soundtracks to Twin Peaks. Got into his Crazy Clown Time album. It's really weird and cool. Funnily enough, he produced a song that my band did a cover of recently a Tiny Ruins song called Dreamwave but it's not released yet so it'll come out at some point You've appeared on other people's records and notably Jenna Rose Bruce you played bass on mm, Correct How did that happen? My guitarist Tim Harvey and producer Tim was working with Gina on her songs to record an album and he said hey Jade do you want to play bass on this? I've played bass in other bands throughout my life and I feel like Tim and I have a good language, musical language of working together so I feel like it would be easy for him to pick me to play bass because the way he speaks and his references for how to play I understand. I met Gina and she's really lovely and sweet and awesome and I listened to the songs and I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. That album, by the way, is called Can't Make You Love Me. Jay, back to your album, though. It is called Basic Love. We have got in our chat behind the story of where it came from. Such a rocky road, but you seem to be so happy. <laughs> That's good. Has this album, Basic Love, given you a chance to get through that and into the next phase of your life? I think so. I feel really grateful to have a, like amazing band and uh, like f just my friends around me playing with me we've known each other for many years now so it feels like a family we support each other through band stuff and life stuff it's really nice it's feels good to have an album out and not be still going oh it's coming you know <laughs> be able to think okay what next <laughs> an outstanding debut a national tour that you'll be headlining currently uh, touring with Stella Donnelly. You need to leave us now because you're about to do sound check for that very gig. <laughs> Jade Imagine, thanks very much for joining Radio Notes. Thank you. Thanks so much. Jade of Jade Imagine. Basic Love, their debut album is out through Milk Records. They can be found online at jadeimagine.com. Just released a few days ago is the brand new debut album from Mosquito Coast. You may remember them from our chat back on episode 11. The debut album is called Kisses, A Lover's Kiss, A Goodbye Kiss or A Kiss on the Cheek. Mosquito Coast debut album is now out. We had a chat with them and here's a little bit of that. The new album has been recorded by a French producer, but in New York, but a French yeah. producer all the same. Yeah, He's right. been living in New York since he was 11 so he's got like a thick New York accent yeah. you can't really tell that he's French but he got our like references and stuff we were like referencing like melodies at Coachain but he was like oh yeah I know her and we were like oh cool with the benefit of hindsight when we're listening back to the stems of the album you can definitely hear 
lots of just things that he's left in you never really noticed until now you can really have like a proper listen into it yeah and there's just so many funny skin. things that like we wouldn't even remembered like mm. but yeah he definitely left his mark on it the grammy award winner for war on drugs so the producer has got a grammy after we had booked to go yeah we'd booked but we hadn't actually gone it's so funny because he could have like upped his price yeah. after that <laughs> be like no i'm a grammy luckily, award luckily winner. we already <laughs> negotiated that yeah we're like no can't pull out now that was one of the main reasons we wanted to work with him because we were looking at like mid-range Australian producers and then we just weren't really getting anywhere and then our manager just decided to take a shot and email like all our idols and like all our favourite bands yeah, she, producers. Yeah, she emailed Ruben from Unknown Mortal Box. And he replied. She just went go hard or go home pretty much and yeah, Nick, nice. Nick got back and He liked yeah. the demos. We I'd done like we went down to Mandra and we did some demos and then like they're just on my loop pedal some of them so we sent them all to him and then he was like I like the lo-fi vibe really specific sounds that I liked and a lot of them like not even realizing that they were his work were his snare drum sounds or guitar tones or like reverbs on certain vocals of songs point where we were getting into the bands that he had produced which was kind of weird because yeah. he'd be referencing people and he'd be like Oh yeah, I've already done that. So it felt yeah, like he would just all the bands that kind of we idolised were his friends. So he, he definitely name dropped a lot, but it was cool. We had some pretty, pretty cool stories. What was the preparation like for the uh, debut album? We had like eleven songs, and we had to like cut them down, and then like we kind of shaped them when we were there. <laughs> There were some songs that were pretty much finished and then there were some songs that like But none didn't of them had bridge, lyrics, you know? so we had to like write lyrics when we were there. Definitely music first for you guys. Yeah, melodies. Melodies are good. Yeah, yeah even if it's just like or gibberish. Or like vibe. Yeah, words always after. Yeah. But they always somehow click. Yeah, there's always like kind of... A, this album has like a bit of a theme. We decided that it was about relationships. Yeah, like they're all like little, little intimate snapshots. Yeah. Like whether it be romantic relationships or friends or familiar they're all just like each a little little bit of a story we tried to be more direct as well another thing with nick was that he was so open to experimentation like the way we had the studio set up was that everything was on and ready to record at all times so if i was like i had something in my head and i straight away was like let me record it we'd just run in when we'd record it and if it was bad it didn't matter it would go in the bit we did so many weird things that were like went in the bin but there were heaps of other things that we did that ended up staying on the record and are like our favorite that bits. weird like bass drop there was like one time where it was like really late and then someone was like why don't we just do some like weird like free-for-all thing i don't know got like a sample from youtube and then we were like put that into this it got really weird the and then by the end of the we night were we were like, like no what the <laughs> Waste like two hours on this little track and then just like binge though. it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> or there was one song where like we tried singing in an accent. Which you tried singing what in the, accent? Ar- the Ariel Pink one in the Paris, Texas song. Yeah, because I really I wrote that song to sound like John Moose. And then I but then I was like, oh it's not gonna fit the Mosquito Coast vibe. <laughs> yeah. There's other things like in Skipping Girl, there's these little like little heart things that just pop around I like those and that was Gnomes yeah, was we just were like, like randomly was like risky. jumped in the thing and we were like what are you going to do and just did that and we were like that's actually really cool and then it's, <laughs> like, it's is there it too lame that's really fun 
there's lots of little things like that that Flourishes? Were, were just experiments that turned out okay. Yeah. Noemi and Connor of Mosquito Coast there. The full chat you can hear back in episode 11. Their brand new album dropped in recent days at time of record is called Kisses and its lead single is Scorpio. Radio Notes Discoveries. The Piss the Perfume is the debut single from Hayley Mary. Michael Stipe's debut solo single, Your Capricious Soul. Monies to that are going to a movement to protest. Helen Perez's protest number, talking about protest songs. Our House is on Fire with Profits Going to the Climate Council is out. One more across my desk inspired by the words in Rebecca Solnit's Hope in the Dark, reports the AU Review. And from an EP called Swim comes the latest from Anna Schmeck called All Right. The artist grew up on a lavender farm and reportedly works in the international development area these days, which I'm keen to have a chat with them about. Next up, for them, a national tour across the next five months, ahead of, of course, the release of the aforementioned EP Swim. Lizzie Pierce has won an award of excellence for their film Finding You, and Wom Adelaide has announced its first series of artists for 2020. Coming up next episode, we'll be catching up with the Letter String Quartet. The nature of a stringed instrument is this time where you put the bow down on the string and then you draw it and then the sound comes out. So often it can be a really malleable sense of time. Thanks very much to our feature guest this week. We've been having a chat with Jade from Jade Imagine and their latest album is called Basic Love. Radionotespodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Merch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia.